Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalom Adur Shalom Yom. Today is the seventh day in our quest, learning all about the holiday of Purim. And if you're wondering why my audio sounds different, it's because I'm in a different place. I am actually in Connecticut right now, staying over at a friend at a friend of mine, and I wanted to record some shirim for you. And you might wonder, why why is this okay? And the answer is, is because in the Parsha that we read so beautifully today, now that this recording is coming out after Shabbos, in the, in the parsha that we read so beautifully today, the Torah is given to the Jewish people. And one could ask, why was the Torah, why was, why was the, the Bible given in, in the desert, in, a, in such an unholy place, where there's absolutely nothing around? Couldn't it have been given in the Holy Land? Wouldn't that have been much more appropriate? Couldn't it have been given in, in Eretz Yisrael? Wouldn't that have been much more appropriate for the receival of the Torah? And the answer is, because Hashem wanted to teach us a valuable lesson. And the lesson is, is that Torah can go everywhere. Whether you're being persecuted by the Greeks and you have to go into caves and learn Torah there, that's okay. And it doesn't matter. Wherever, wherever, there's, wherever um, you are, wherever you, wherever you find yourself, you can always make sure to learn Torah. That is the message. That is why I am sitting outside in the middle of Connecticut making a shear for me and you. So I wanted to first share a quick idea on the Megillah. And the idea goes as follows. So there is a famous Medrash, which is in Esther Rabbah, and the Medrash shares the following. Rabbi Akiva was sitting and lecturing and saw that the students were dozing off. In order to wake them, he said, why did Esther merit to rule over 127 provinces? We know that the beginning of the Megillah starts off by saying, He rules over 127 countries. And so then we know that once Esther becomes queen, she also rules over 127 countries. So why did Esther deserve this? What did she do to, to merit to be Zoha for this type of reward? For Hashem says, this is what Hashem says according to Rabbi Kiva, let Esther, the descendant of Sarah, of, of, of Sarah who was the wife of Avram, who lived for 127 years, come and rule over 127 provinces. This apparently was supposed to wake everybody up. It leaves us with a lot more questions. And the questions go the following. Beyond the shared number, what, is the, what thematic connection does Sarah's life have to Esther's role as queen? It seems like this is kind of random. So what is Rabbi Akiva getting at here? As a life unfolds, there's a constant change in adjustment. But as Rashi says, which is he says in Bereshis, in Parshish Chayisar, all of Sarah's years were equally good. Sarah's life was remarkable in that she maintained a perfect spiritual equilibrium throughout her long journey on earth. Even though she experienced getting kidnapped, famine, not having children, and so many of life's challenges, her spirit remained untouched, and she was equally good through it all. The Jews in Esther's generation were spread across the vast empire. They lived different cultures. They thought in different ways, and they spoke different languages. They had little in common. Kind of sounds like us. Yet despite their many differences, they were united in one thing. Haman's threat of the destruction targeted those who identified as Jews. To escape the decree of death, they all, had to, all, all one had to do was renounce their faith which is something that has happened a lot of times through Jewish history. Yet every Jew equally clung to Judaism, the ideals of Mordechai and Esther throughout the ordeal. And that is a teaching of the Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, who was the last Lubavitcher Rebbe and was very influential throughout the entire Jewish world. Um, he was a very worldly person and he influenced a lot of people. And one, um, some of his, 
some of his Talmidim compiled compiled the Sefer, and in that um, they had they put down that teaching of his. So I just want to share that with you. So now I apologize for these details, which is why I'm going to say this mission very quickly. This mission speaks about Azav, who is somebody that has um, sees emissions from a certain part of his body. Um, not fun. Trust me, I don't want to do this either. But we got to push through Torah as Torah. Um, however squeamish you are. So if you have if you have um. If you have a, one discharge, then you go in a mikvah, and by nightfall of that night, you become tahor. However, if you have two, then that means you're a higher level of tuma, higher level of spiritual impurity, and so you have to count seven days in, in which you are free of discharge. So, um, and on the last of these seven clean days, he immerses himself in spring water and becomes tahor at nightfall. Azav, who had three discharges, is the same who had two, except in one respect. There's no difference between Zav, who saw two discharges, to Zav, who saw three. Ella Korban. Except the person who saw three has to bring a Korban at the end of the seven days. And now we're going to talk about another Alacha, a little less gruesome. It talks about a Masorah, someone who has Sarat. Sarat actually is, not, is usually translated as leprosy. That is not true. Leprosy is an actual condition. Sarat is, is a biblical condition that it's, it's hard to identify what exactly it is. And essentially, if you have, if you have Sarat, you become very, very tame. As just as Tameh as, as, as the Zav that we had just mentioned. Um, you become very spiritually impure and you're not able to be in any walled city in Eretz Yisrael. We learned that because when, we were in, when, when the Jews were in the Midbar and Miriam contracted Sarat, contracted leprosy, she had to go outside of the, outside of the, the walls and outside of the camp. So that is one of the reasons why you're not able to, why, why you have to get out of any walled city in Eretz Someone who shows symptoms of this affliction must be examined by a Kohen, because a Kohen is expert on the halacha. And so a symptom is like having a white patch, but how do you define a white patch? So if you have two or more white hairs, then you are, then you are a mitzvah muchlat. You are a confirmed mitzvah. You have someone who definitely has sarat. But if your symptoms are not super defined, um, so you only have you only have have one you only have one patch or you have white or, or you have you have only have um, one hair or you have a white patch but all your hairs are still regular color then you are a then you are a confined masara a masara musugar a muskar I'm sorry which means that you are that you're basically self quarantining to put it in a in a COVID perspective one is somebody who tested positive and the second one is somebody who who just by halacha is someone who is someone who you're afraid that they might have COVID, so they're self-quarantining anyways, okay? That fits our modern sensibilities. Anyway, Masura Muskar, um, Muskar, there's no difference between a confined Masura, um, a confined Masura, um, Masura Muklat, than, than a confirmed Masura. Um, Ella, Priya Uprima, there's no difference between these two people, the one that you think and the one that you know, except for um, someone who's confirmed has to let their hair grow out, all of their, all the hair on their face, and then tear your clothes. Um, which are both signs of mourning. Um, well, a confinement sorrow does not need to do so. And then the last part is, And so once you become free of saras, um, there is no difference between, between, these, between these two people after these seven days, except for um, at the end, the, the person who is confirmed has to, has to shave the hair on his body and has to do some sort of uh, bird ritual. So those are the only two differences. Thank you for toughing it out with me. I promise you, tomorrow will be much more enjoyable, and I hope that you are excited because we're now one day closer to the holiday of Purim. Have a wonderful day.